One. Hi, everybody, and welcome to El Valle Bajo Podcast. Very special week. This is our uh, third show in a row. It's a special because we have a special guest today. We have Mr. Tony Gonzalez running for Texas 23. We're very honored that he reached out to us uh, to get interviewed by us, and we greatly appreciate it. How are you doing, Mr. Gonzalez? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Half of it is reaching out, but you answered. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you, sir. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, we're here with Pablo Barrera and our special guest as well, Uelitsa uh, Aguirre. She is uh, a, a, a helper here. Uh, cons <laughs> we consult to her a lot, especially with Texas 23. Uh, she's going to help us out with some questions today for Mr. Gonzalez who is short on time, so we're going to make sure to get him going. And we're going to start with uh, Mr. Gonzalez. For Texas 23, in our area, we are very concerned about education. Can you tell us about your platform for education? Yeah, first, I, I want to just thank everybody for tuning in. You know, uh, my style is on the ground, uh, roll up your sleeves, just a regular dude. And uh, I'm in Clint right now. Uh, you know, there's this awesome mirror. I love art. And, and this district is beautiful. It's so beautiful and so diverse. So we're outside. You know, I apologize for the noise. Uh, my voice, I've been, I've been running pretty hard. But in the back is, uh, is, is uh, Deputy Herrera. And uh, there's a beautiful uh, mural here. And I'll be honest, I had no idea who Deputy uh, Herrera was before today. And a lot of, like, I don't take, things aren't, things don't just happen. Like God puts us in our path every day. So I'm in Clint, I'm in Clint. They got a beautiful veterans park right there. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Clint, but education. So to me, uh, education is everything, man. Uh, you know, part of my story is, uh, is I've lived on my own since I was, 15 years old. Um, you know, I worked three jobs to get through high school. It was always very important for me to graduate. And, uh, you know, I'm a half credit away from graduating. And, um, and my grandfather, who was basically my father, my grandparents raised me in a small town, Camp Wood. Uh, it's about 500 people in this town. It's just past Uvalde. Uh, Yulitsa might know from, from her days campaigning. Uh, it's a small little town. And my grandfather, my grandfather passes away and, you know, down this spiral I go um, and, I, and I drop out of high school and, you know, I'm working all these jobs that weren't good jobs. Like one of them was a glass factory. Uh, I'm working with all these convicts and all good people, but just the environment. And, um, you know, the, uh, the foreman pulls me aside and he's like, Tony, I know why they are all here. Why are you here? And I remember going home that day going, I got to, I got to get out. Like, I got to change something. Um, my father was in the army. My grandfather was in the army. My uncles are in the army. I always knew I was going to serve. I thought it was going to be in the army. I go to the army recruiter and, um, and he goes, uh, here's the deal, Tony. He goes, um, we can take you. I scored good on my ASVAP. That's a test to get in. Uh, he goes, we can take you, but I need you to get your GED. And I'm like, dude, if I wanted to get my GED, I would have done that three years ago. Like, it was so important for me to get a high school diploma. So I go home defeated. And my cousin was in the Navy. 
And he was like my older brother. He was three years older than me. And he goes, you should, you should join the Navy. And I'm like, dude, I don't even, I don't even know how to swim. I don't like sailors. I don't like the water. Like, why would I do that? And he goes, no, you don't, you don't have to be on a ship. You can do all this other stuff. Just go. And I, and I, I talk about God. Uh, and that was a moment where, where I went, I went to the Navy recruiter. And of course he's like, boy, do we got a deal for you? He's like, um, one, I can make you a cryptologist. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good, right? He goes, two, um, you can get your high school diploma while you're in service. Sold. I was sold. That Friday, I shipped out. I learned how to swim when they pushed me in the deep end at boot camp. And I got my high school diploma uh, going to night school when I was stationed in Pensacola. I, I tell that story to go, education is the reason why I am here. You know, I joined as an E1. 20 years later, I retired as an E9, a master chief. And now I'm finishing up my PhD. So I believe in education. You hear this term all the time. Education is the ultimate equalizer, right? And it sounds sexy. It sounds beautiful because it is. And I believe in that um, because it has given me the opportunity, uh, the opportunity to run for Congress, just to, to be successful in life. I say that at the same breath, I want to say this. Not everybody needs a degree in order to live the American dream. I think that's important. You know, I was, I, was, um, I was here in El Paso County about a week and a half ago and I visited uh, Western Tech and I walked through and it was, man, it blew me away because it was state-of-the-art facility and it's teaching trades, you know, um, uh, mechanics and HVACs and uh, uh, I mean, plumbing and you name it. So, so I'm an advocate for education whether that's trades, whether that's formal education, all of the above. Thank you, sir. So, you know, my question to you, I, I got this from your website. It says, Tony supports all forms of education opportunities to include, but not limited to charter schools, public schools, private schools, religious schools, and homeschooling, which is, which is great. My question is, sir, uh, should we be funding private and charter schools with public monies that take away from public, actual public schools? And, and, you know, how do we do that? And how do we make them more transparent charters and private schools who do teach uh, differently than, than, than public schools? And public schools are drowning and still have to teach to start. So how do we get everybody helped out, but without taking money away from the actual public schools who serve all? Yeah, and, and I, want, I want our discussion to be as real and so maybe gritty, but I want it to be as real as possible. So in politics, it's like you're either for charter schools or you're for public schools. It's like one or the other. You gotta pick a lane. I never view the world that way. Like, why do I have, why can't I be for both? Why can't I push for both? But you hit it right on the head, man. It's about funding. It's easy to say, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for this. Um, but it's, it's like, put your money where your mouth is. And to me, we need to be investing in all forms of education, right? Invest on the front end. You know, we can talk about this in healthcare too, but like invest on the front end. So that way on the back end, you save money by 
our kids not being incarcerated. You save money by our kids not being on unemployment. You know, you save money by having them being productive members of society. Why? Because they have an education, right? So I say that to go, I wanna be, I wanna be clear and answer your question. I have six kids and my six, my six kids, uh, I've been stationed all over the United States. And at different times, we've had great public schools. We've had terrible public schools. Uh, so they've gone to everything, everything you can imagine. Uh, a Jewish school, um, a Catholic school, um, private school, public school, charter school, homeschool. They can say, oh, man, we did it all. Right now, all my, my school-age children go to public school. And I believe in public schools. So, so I think the answer is, why do we have to have, as y'all said last week, hot dogs or, 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 or hamburgers? Like, why can't we, why can't we focus on buns? So that way, I mean, I'm just trying to throw analogies there. But like, why can't we just be like education? But, but everyone's dug in, man. And I get it. Like everyone's just dug in. I just don't view the world that way. I would love for us to go, can we all agree that all educations are important? But that starts by, by really, so I wanna be crystal clear. I do not believe in stripping away funding for public school. I will push back against that no matter what. Thank you, we appreciate that. Uh, Pablo. Okay, and um, visiting Socorro, and I'm gonna tell you my experience in the past, and I, it's even been Will Hurd and Pete Gallegos. And when I went to, I was doing stuff with the VA and stuff like that, so I would try reaching out to them. And it, it was almost, I never saw the congressman really here unless they were trying to, you know, run again for office or whatever. That's the only time I really saw them. And that was kind of pretty much disappointing to me where I understand that the the boundaries stretch from San Antonio all the way to here. What is it? 29 counties that, that there is. And it's yes. like Socorro keeps, we were forgotten about. I feel like we're forgotten about. I mean, even El Paso County, but like I see signs, but I don't see your signs until I get into Clint. And I'm like, well, we're Socorro. So is Socorro being left out? So my question is, what do you, what are your plans for Socorro as far as visiting, coming over here, the infrastructure, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I've been here. Uh, one, it's showing up. I mean, you hit it right on the head. You have to show up. And not just when I need your vote. Like, everybody does that. And, and I'm going to drill down even more. Latinos in general, I believe, get forgotten. Like, they, like they just do. They're like, we don't have a seat at the table. And that pisses me off so much. It's just like they take advantage they, uh, I'm a politician now, but like, it just don't put the effort into understanding the communities and each community is different. They just are. And it changes, it changes all the time. So, so to me, it's about showing up. So here's a, here's a deal. I've been to El Paso County uh, five times in the past, no, six times. This is my sixth time in the past five months. And guess what? I'm going to be out here again on the 23rd. Now that doesn't always make it out uh, because people don't know who I am. Like they just don't. It's my first time running for public office. I do all these different things, 
but I've met with everybody just this morning. I'm going to get to your, I'm going to get to your, your, your question. I promise. Um, this morning I started the day off in uh, Tornillo and I did it at a, um, uh, pecan and uh, cotton farm. And it was amazing, man. I never been on a pecan farm before, but it was amazing to see the, you know, uh, to see everything firsthand, right? And guess what? The fence was right there. Irrigation was right there. The cotton fields right there. Uh, I'm gonna post a video later on. It's this pecan uh, tree shaker. Dude, it was the coolest thing, right? Uh, I see all that to go, you can't learn that in a book. You can't see that in a Zoom. You have to be on the ground. You gotta show up and you can't just show up once. And um, so to your point on, on veterans, like veterans get forgotten and you know, you served. You know, my analogy is this, like I did 20 years and it was this, um, suck it up buttercup you just power through you don't complain you just make it happen right and i get all that it's what makes veterans so um uh, tenacious and just get through it but here's the thing like veterans are every just like everybody else we break we we need uh, job opportunities we need to have a seat at the table so part of my my uh thought process is, uh, and I'm just looking over because there's these sheriffs driving by. I hope they don't do it. I hope they don't pull me over. Um, so part of that is showing up. So one of the ideas I have is to put some of my, uh, once I get elected, some of my offices in the VA clinics. Because here's the thing. Uh, look, I'm a disabled veteran. I, I went through that process. And I spent 20 years taking care of sailors and helping sailors do all that, right? No big deal. Now, when it was my time to do that, it was so frustrating. I mean, it was just like, I don't want anything. I'm not asking for anything. And it was as if I was asking the VA to give me something. And what happens is a lot of people go the hell with that. I don't want anything, but that's wrong, man. We got, we got um, people in, in the military that have served in Iraq and Afghanistan and all over the world time and time again. We owe it to our veterans. Part of that is showing up. I think that's important. Okay. So that was actually my next question. So you, you, you answered my next question, actually. But the plans for Socorro, I mean, what are your plans for the Socorro as far as visiting here more often and the infrastructure for Socorro? Yeah, uh, I use this analogy. You have to fish where the fish are at. So last, well, I was here a week and a half, and a, a week and a half ago, and I went to the San Elizario uh, Veterans Museum. Um, I don't know if you've ever been, I'm sure you have. That was my first time going and it was beautiful, man. Because what I loved about it, and, and there were veterans that showed up, you know, mostly like Vietnam veteran guys um, that were there. But what was beautiful about it was they were showing off their community. And it was all these Latino veterans from their community. And, and I honestly, man, I was blown away. Like I walked away going, this town is filled with patriots that love this country. And that out, because I think people don't go there. I don't know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But uh, matter of fact, minutes downtime, and I swung by there again, just like it was just this, I did a video and it was just this 
this feel. So part of it is showing up where the veterans are. They got a, a, um, a parade that they do. I've already committed to, to highlighting that. I think that's important. The other thing is they talked about, um, uh, and I, like I said, I want to be real in just what I feel. Uh, there's not a lot of Latinos that get the Medal of Honor or that get any kind of recognition. And that always bothered me um, because it makes you feel as if we, we aren't serving the same, but it's the furthest thing from the truth. You know, my grandfather uh, served in World War II. He landed in Omaha Beach. You know, he fought the Germans uh, in the Battle of the Bulge. Like, I'm just going to generalize, and I apologize if I offend anybody, but like our culture isn't a vocal culture. It isn't like a in-your-face, look at me, look what my people are doing. We're like this, the, the quiet, go about doing our business type of deal, and that's good. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's important to have um, Latinos in, 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 in areas of influence that can go, wait a second, we've been in World War II, we've been in World War I, we've been in Vietnam, we've been in every major war. And guess what? And, you know, they come from all walks of life, small town. I'm going to use my time to try to just bring awareness to things that are important to this district. Okay. Um, go, going back to the to the veterans, the and you kind of touched on it, but the disabilities, the claims, the denials, that that's a real big headache. And I can sit here and tell you, I have a, a friend personally who gave up on the VA and he's been to more combat tours and he gave up on it because he works for the VA. He works at the cemetery, but yet he has to go to Albuquerque to get seen. So what are yeah, we going to do about that? Yeah, that's, that's bullshit, man. Um, what happens is you have a lot of these veterans that just feel disconnected and they just give up. Right. And they just go, I don't need that. I don't, I don't want to hand out. I don't, they make you feel as if you're a victim and you're asking for something. It should be the other way around. It should be our country going, no. When, when the country asks you to serve and put your life on the line, you put your name on the bottom line and you did and you fought, you know, in our, in our nation's adversaries. And now we take care of you. Um, and I don't want to get into, into it too much, but I think it's important. Look, you know, Gina gets put in the same category as I do. And look, I appreciate her service. I do. She served three years. I served 20 years. I served from 18 to 38. Like it isn't a talking point for me. It is who I am. It is my identity. You know, um, I grew up in the military. I grew up not asking the person next to me, are you a Democrat or you're a Republican? You know, what church do you go to? Who do you go to bed with? What town are you from? None of that matters to me. What matters is, are you going to roll up your sleeves and go to work for me or go to work with me? I say that to go, what am I going to do about it? So I've already done something about it. You know, I, I got, I got, I was very fortunate. I got selected as a defense fellow and I was still active duty and I got to work on the Hill. I got to work a year and a half on the Hill. I got to work for Senator Marco Rubio, and I was able to help pass legislation. I was able to help 
see the process. And we helped pass the VA Accountability Act. And that allowed us to, to fire bureaucrats that weren't doing their job. Here's the thing, man, the VA needs a lot of help. And, and there's this, you can't fire people that aren't doing their job. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So sometimes the bureaucracy in these organizations just they needs to tighten up. It needs to just, we need to go to work for our veterans. Uh, part of that is making them not feel like they're victims. I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll turn it over. Um, my whole platform is an economic platform. I believe in economic mobility for everybody. That is what I'm pushing, right? Free enterprise and limited government. And part of that includes veterans, right? I think veterans are perfect small business owners. Perfect. They're ideal. They're resilient. They know how to uh, turn water into wine, make stuff happen. But there's, there's, it's really difficult, that bridge, for them to get out and get into the business community. And it doesn't even matter what they do, right? This is America and it's about your niche, whatever you want to do. I would love to advocate for that and bring, make it easier for veterans to be small business owners and, and be effective in their communities. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your yes, time. So first I wanted to say thank you for reaching out because I thought that was really impressive. Um, you heard the podcast, you listened to it. And um, I don't know, it, to me, it showed a lot of gumption to then turn around and call and say, I'm willing to, to go on with y'all. So thank you for uh, stepping in, right? I thought that was uh, very interesting on your part, like a pleasant surprise. But um, since it is Indigenous Peoples Day and El Paso officially the city declared um, the actual holiday a couple of hours ago. Just so you know, um, one of the three federal tribes that still is um, in existence are the Tiguas, the Sueda Pueblo del Sur, that's right down the street from your at. They're part of the Texas 23rd. So um, I'm not sure if anyone's taking you out there, but because it is Indigenous Peoples Day, I just thought you should know that it's, it's Absolutely. part of that district. Um, my question is, so like the guy that I saw in the debate and the guy that's talking to us right now is a likable guy. Um, he's, he's okay, I can listen to him. Why are the campaigns, like the, the ads so different? Well, in my opinion, they're very different from who I saw on the debate stage and who's with us right now. Yeah. Like the army dang Cranshaw and like everyone blowing up explosives. I don't know if you're just like getting conk because I know on the consulting side, right? There's yeah. talking heads that are like, you should do this. But if anyone's done their research, the district um, went for Hillary Clinton yeah. and then it went Republican down. Sure. So we are about really moving past all this craziness and people are ready to move forward. Why the difference? Because now I've yeah. seen you now talk to the to the voters, the guys, right? They're the voters. You're very different. You're a likable guy. So why why don't I see more of this guy? First question. Yeah. So um, so first, I'm a cryptologist, right? And information. I told Alejandro this. Like information is my thing. Um, it, it just is. I'm a. It's what I've done my whole life. So I want to know what everybody is saying about me. The good, the bad, the ugly. I spent a lot of time 
on my own time, uh, making sure I have a pulse of what's going on. And, and look, I, I'd never listened to y'all's show before. I didn't, I had no idea that y'all existed. So, but I go back to this, like God puts people in my path and I'm, I don't want to get too religious, but God puts people on my path every single day. And, and sometimes it's for me. Sometimes it's for for them. A lot of times it's for others. Um, I say that to go, I, I, you know, I, I reached out right away. Alejandro, you know, responded right away, which was impressive. Um, let's just say my, look, I, I have a professional team. This is a big race, the biggest race in the country, right? I'd argue. That. Um, so I have a professional team around me. Uh, they don't like me to go off script. I'm a go off script kind of guy. And they didn't necessarily want me to be on this show, right? It's not like I'm going into fertile, friendly territory. Right, right. But for me, it's about just being who you are. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Uh, you mentioned the Tiguas. I think the Tiguas are, uh, are, are, are amazing. And, and um, you know, um, tribes across the state and the country, I think is, is important for us to highlight that. And, and there's more information coming out about that. You know, why, why do you see some of the things on it? Look, politics is dirty, it's ugly, it's nasty, it's filled with nothing but snakes. You know, I'm gonna badmouth my opponent for like one minute and then I'll promise I'll get off of it uh, because I don't, I don't like to stay in that area. But there's a reason why she's not out in the district and it's well beyond COVID. Like she is not likable. She'll, her positions have changed. I mean, they change all the time. You don't know what you're going, you're going to get. And, and a lot of people, they j just be who you are. Just, hey, if you're hard left, you're hard left. You want Medicare for all, you want whatever you, whatever's your thing, just do your thing. That's not her. Like she's adapting and trying to figure out, hey, what are the polls telling me? What do I got to do here? I say that to go, of course, there's a political element to everything that you do. And, and I'm not, you know, it's, it's just part of it. I try to be as genuine and real as I possibly can. You'll hear me on the stump. I say the same thing everywhere I go, from the reddest of counties to the bluest of counties. And I know, I'm, I know what people wanna hear. I, you can feel what people wanna hear. I, I try to go, this is who I am. Because when I get, once I get elected, this is the thing about 23. You got to work your tail off to get elected and you got to work your tail off to stay elected. They'll vote your ass out like that. And if you say one thing today and another thing tomorrow, and if they don't see you until two weeks before the election, ah, that ain't going to fly here. That may fly other places, but not here. My next question is kind of on that tangent also. Um, you know, I worked the 23rd and I worked statewide. So talking about you know, healthcare positions. I went to your website after the debate. I didn't see too much. And so what do you say to the voter? Because this is why I brought up the fact that there was such a divide between you and Raul Reyes. I was really surprised that the GOP is divided on this, um, but they are. And so what do you say to the voters that are worried now that we're in a pandemic from, you know, Martha Alpine Ford Stockton, Del Rio, Igle Paz, up to Ovalde, all the way up the corridor, right? So 
I'm thinking of them, all these hands that I shook, all these people that I met and what happens to their health? I'm, I'm really concerned you spoke about, you would vote for a future ACA, but we're not there yet. So if it were to come down right now and maybe it's not what you want it to be, would you still vote to support an ACA even if it wasn't everything you would want? You know, wh where do you stand on healthcare as we move forward looking into 2021? Yeah, so, I mean, right off the bat, uh, you know, I fully support pre-existing conditions. And you, you, no matter what you hear, no matter what, like on the, I was on the debate stage and it was like, I just said that, like, I just answered that, just answer that. So I want that, I want that to be clear. Like, I believe in people. I believe in taking care of people. Look, I'm a master chief. My whole job in the, in the Navy was to take care of sailors. That was my whole job, their well-being, and healthcare is part of that. I, I, I promise I'm going to get to your question, but I want to get this in. I should have brought it up at the education piece. So little known fact, it never comes up, and um, and I get it. There's a lot of things to cover, but last year I was on the Head Start Policy Council in San Antonio. Guess what? You don't see a lot of Republicans pushing Head Start. But I believe in Head Start. And I believe in Head Start, not only for the educational piece, it was as, for, as much for me giving back to my community, serving on that board, as it was for me to learn what my community in San Antonio was dealing with. So uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Head Start program. It is a beautiful program that helps our children at the earliest ages, not only with education, but with social development, with their healthcare, with their dental, all of that is like this, this package of what makes a person successful in life. And I think there should be more of that. Here's the thing, like, it's about money. It's about, we need this. Yeah, we need this. Yeah, we need this. The reality is something's gotta give. And what is gonna give? Nobody wants to say, yeah, I'm going to cut this. I'm going to tackle this. Nobody ever wants to say that. That's the part where we need to get to is to agree. First off, can we all agree? Healthcare is important. I think everybody can, right? Start there. And then now we go, how do we get to supporting it the way it needs to be? Look, ACA, um, it was uh, forward leaning in a lot of ways, but it failed in its delivery because it was a, a shove it down your throat approach. Doesn't work that way in this country. You gotta get buy-in. You have to, so Waycrats were like, we're in power. We wanna do this. What worries me, now Republicans get in power and it's like, no, you're gonna have this. Well, guess what? I think the answer is somewhere in the middle because there is this private insurance part to the equation that I think is important, right? There is this part that people that aren't uninsured should get help, right? There is this part that people should be able to choose where they go. That's what worries me is choice. Like we take the, the choice out of, out of the equation and we tell people that just always worries me. I say that and I wanna get to your point. I wanna make sure. So as I've made my way around the district, I have visited, um, uh, hospitals, rural hospitals, 
uh, community health clinics, private practices, uh, emergency rooms, uh, standalone clinics, all of it. I view it as an ecosystem. And um, in Uvalde, in Eagle Pass, in Del Rio, in Fort Stockton, in San Antonio, today, I was just at um, La Familia uh, del Paso. I was there a week and a half ago. I stopped in again today. If you're not familiar with the audience, if the audience isn't familiar, they do mental health and they do behavioral health. Well, I just found out today they opened up uh, primary care, which is beautiful, right? For, uh, for insured and uninsured and everything in between. <clears throat> I say that to go, we should be supporting those, those type of clinics, those community health clinics, because they do great work, right? Um, but right now we are divided as a country. Congress is divided. Um, you know, I don't view the world that way. I've never viewed the world that way. I've always viewed it as, look, you view things different than me, that's fine. How do we come to a solution? How can we start by what we agree on and build it out from there? It's not gonna be easy, it's gonna be tough, but you gotta have people that are willing to have that conversation. Beat up Gina a little bit more, sorry. Mr. Gonzalez, uh, our time is- a Nancy Pelosi Democrat, she just is. She's gonna follow fall in line with that type of Democrat, right? Which is, is fine. Look, I always tell people there's like 12 parties in America. They ain't two parties. There's like 12, right? I say that to go, she's not gonna work across the aisle. She's not. Like Will Hurd, don't like Will Hurd, Will worked across the aisle. And I think Pete Gallego tried to work across the aisle. I think if you're gonna be successful in this district, you gotta be able to work with people. Uh, look, you're not gonna see me take a, a ride with Beto across the country, but I will be willing to have a conversation and work with people. Okay. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, uh, the 30 minutes you promised us is up. We greatly appreciate your time. I don't wanna take more of your time than you promised. Um, you're free. You're oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I had one last question. <laughs> where did, where did you, where did you guys eat today in Clint? I, I, I was curious. <laughs> He's frozen. Oh, we know. This. Uh, I was dying to know where they oh, ate. Oh, man. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. There we go. Um, I don't eat. We, we lost you. We lost you. Okay, where did you go? I don't eat. I, I, oh, man. He's in and out. He's in and out. Oh, man. Did he say Carnage Jones? never know. Okay. All right. I, there he is. There am he is. I back? Yeah, you're back. Oh, my. oh, you're back. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can tell I'm on the road. I feel like one of those reporters. I'm I know. Live at the <laughs> <laughs> um here's it i didn't eat i didn't eat oh, uh, oh man, uh, i don't eat i'm addicted to red bull i drink red bulls to stay going um but tonight i'm gonna have some where let me let me flip the question when i come back in a week and a half where should i have lunch guys you gotta come here to socorro yeah yeah where though london london rafa's burritos in socorro Oh, if you guys are in a hurry right now, you can go through drive to Rafa's. Like big. What is it called? Rafa's Rafa? Burritos and Socorro. Rafa's. 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 Like Rafael. Rafa's. 
¿Ratas? No, no, like Rafael. <laughs> Rafas. Okay, got it. Yes, sir. Got it, got it, got it. So we appreciate your time. I don't want to take more time than you promised. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to give you whatever time you want to give your last message. You say what you want. Um, you're up, Mr. Gonzalez. Look, I want to thank everybody on this panel uh, because it's a grassroots you know, I, I could feel when I'm, like I said, I just watched the episode last week. I could feel you guys having to push back against, I'll just say establishment, because that's the word most people can kind of understand, to, to, in order to represent your communities. And I love that, right? I love it. Even if I don't agree with whatever position, I love the fact that you're just vocal and you're just like, I'm gonna, damn it, you're gonna hear me. That's what we need. And I think it's important to get more people involved. So my, this is my, my closing. If you're watching this video, get involved in the political process. I don't care what party, I don't care what campaign, just get involved. Uh, volunteer, phone bank, uh, share on social media, uh, learn about your candidates, whatever, school board, uh, to the White House, everything in between. Hell, tomorrow, uh, Dr. Biden and, um, and Beto are doing an event. Just get involved. Just get involved. And, and I would argue, get involved in your community, whatever community that is. Clint, Socorro, San Rosario, uh, Tornillo, El Paso, wherever. Just get involved in the process. Um, I'm going to, yeah, my website, great. But I'm only my cell. This is my cell. It's not my campaign. It's not the headquarters. This is my cell. 210-882-0962. Shoot me a text. Give me a phone call. Hit me up. Get involved. You want to get involved in my campaign? You want to yell at me? Whatever. Get involved. Uh, I'm coming back in a week and a half. Hold me accountable. Hold us all accountable. Make sure that your elected officials, your people running for office are working for you, not the other way around. Thank you, sir. We greatly appreciate your time. It's been uh, uh, 40 minutes, great 40 minutes to get to know you. Uh, we feel a little uh, re-energized. You have a lot of energy. We see the Red Bulls in yep. you. Uh, so we, 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 uh, that's it. You know, uh, we appreciate your time. You have a good evening. Anything else? You know where to reach us, sir. Thank you so much. Y'all drive safe. safe Thank up. you. You guys be safe. All right. God bless everybody. God bless Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'll see you, Rob. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was that. Wow. I know why they didn't want to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, he's a likable guy. Let me tell you, when he reached out, when he reached out, we talked just like that. And I was like, yeah, are you sure you're a <laughs> Let me tell you, and maybe they don't want him to do these kind of interviews because it's not that he's a Republican. It's that right. he's fair and he's honest. 
Yeah, I. That's what I was saying about the debate. He, I, and I, I used hate, which is a strong word. I was, you know, talking ad lib, but disliked. I disliked him a lot less after the debate. He was a very likable guy, and so today I went into it thinking, all right, is is was it a bit? Is that just staged debate prep? And his comms person in the background saying, you know, make sure you say this, make sure you say that, and and then seeing him today, that was who was on the debate stage. He. I like him even more now. He's a, a likable guy. And, I, and I'm aware where I disagree with him on. And it didn't bother me, which is because he's likable. Um, so I just wish we, we could see more of that guy. I really hate the Dan Crenshaw like ads in the middle. Like, dude, stop. That's scary, man. It's like World War Three on the border. We got enough problems. We don't need any of that. <laughs> and, and I thought it was actually good. And I guess... To be quite honest, there, I mean, there's still differences between him and I, but there was a lot of things that I found myself very similar to him. Um, it's like you guys were saying, is, is he a Republican? I understand, unfortunately, during these times, you're either going to have to be either Republican or a Democrat, you know, depending where, because it's really hard to, I guess, run independent. You know, I, I, I just, it just, you don't see too many independents. And I don't know, he, he, he is likable. I, I saw, I felt he was very genuine with his responses. And, you know, I, I want to hear, I, wanna, I just guess want to hear what, what uh, our next one has to say. And I mean, I like where he was going. I wish he would have answered a little bit more in detail about what his plans were for, for Socorro though, that I do wish, you know, I want to know what he's going to, what, what his plans are here for Socorro. I know he has to, he has 29 counties to worry about. That's, that's kind of a lot. When you think about it but i mean for us our thing is socorro our, our area the and, Lafayette, right you know? and, and yeah. that's that's one thing we are worried about you know he's a likable guy you know what and then you know um the one thing that sticks out to me guys is fairness because i i am against charter schools i am against uh, public money going to private schools but he made it seem like let's give it to, let's make sure we have a different avenue and that's okay and that maybe he, he he's into that and that's okay in a sense where don't make everybody the same because you know charter schools have different set of rules public schools have a different set of school uh, rules and you can and uh, so you know charters are not the teachers are not supposed to be uh certified they don't have to be um, there's no due process for kids and stuff like that. That's what gets to me. It's a yeah. fairness. And, and I've said this before, if you want a charter school and you want to build your own charter school, then follow the same rules public schools do. And that's something I do don't, don't believe that we should be giving private schools public money because they don't let everybody in. That's, that's a little bit troubling to me, but he said that he did sound very equitable to all education, he's been through all education. His kids now go to public schools. You know, we don't know. We don't know, and maybe, maybe the GOP really doesn't know what they have in in, in him. Maybe he is moldable. Maybe he wants to, uh, like Will Hurd. Will Hurd also is not a bad guy. I, I walked with him when we had when we had floods. You know, Will Hurd, and and those are things that he's not a bad guy. Just because you're Republican doesn't mean you're bad. 
Some right. of my closest friends are Republicans. But what, you know, what's the difference between helping us with affordable care and helping the public school system and voting with your party? And right. now we have to go back and say, country above party, and a lot of Republicans do do that. But you're still branded per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like he is a true, I do feel he's a true conservative. But he is um, the conservative that I was used to dealing with before Trump. Like, you yeah. know, we disagree on limited government and pro-life and all that, but it was not this crazy Nazi regime stuff that Trump put out, which is where like the difference is. So I feel like he's one of those conservatives that before uh, before Trump, I would have been friends with, we would have had fun fights about it, but Bolivian, right? Um, so I think he is conservative. I do think he has um, obviously consultants saying this has got to go, but that's why I told them they haven't done their research because the 23rd did not float that way. They have gone Democrat, top federal, and then Republican all the way down. They're not here for that noise. And if they didn't vote for Trump in 2016, they sure as hell ain't here for it now. No. Um, but I appreciate it. Like you said, I know, right? Like, no, 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 no. Read the room. Not happening. Let's stop with all that. But he's a really likable guy, like you said, in the Will Hurd frame. That's what came to mind because people love Will Hurd, man. Yes, like, they, they really do. And it's that same element that you feel you can talk to him. You feel you can have a beer with him, even if you don't get along. Like, we're going we're gonna to be civil and it's going to be good. And, and he has that je ne sais quoi about him which would have done greatly if they would have let him be more him and, right. and do that. I think he would have done a lot better. On the healthcare, in the same way, like he, he kind of alluded to education. It worries me because, you know, our area, we're all about public ed. So I, I kind of understood what he's saying. He's basically saying, let's not act the private industry. I think he said that for healthcare too. That's what I picked up. He's not saying let's not expand and let's not help people that need help, but he is not in accordance with saying, let's just get rid of all the private. That's how I took it, which I'm okay with if, if we're allowed to have that conversation. I didn't hate the answer is what I'm saying. Is that how you guys took it? I, I, in my opinion, I think he's one, and I think you're right. Like he's, he's fresh into the, the political side of it. I mean, I'm, obviously he has to have been around for a little bit, but I think, and it goes back to, yeah, you have those people behind you telling you, you got to do this, do that. And that's kind of, I get that, but that's where you kind of got to fight them and say, Hey, well, I got to be myself. Like I, the people want to see me. So let me be me. I understand guide me, but coach me maybe to, to be myself and where you need me. But I think he is, I think he's capable it sounded like genuinely that he's capable of working on both sides to get stuff done. And that's kind of the feeling that I got. And I, I, for me, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat, if you're willing to, if you're a Democrat and you want to work with Republicans to get stuff done, great. If you're Republican, you want to work with Democrats to get stuff done. That's good. That I, for me, like, that's what I've always told Alex. That's what I want to see. It doesn't matter what side of the party you're on. I want to see that you're willing to work the opposite aisle to get stuff done and trying to, because yes, the Republicans lean one way and then the Democrats lean another way, but where can we find that balance in the middle to, because we're never gonna, we're never gonna please everybody across the board, period. We know right. that. So how can we 
please the majority of the population. And I, and I think that's kind of what I got from it. Well, at least he was willing to have the conversation. That, that's what mm. I, like as before, as I thought it, he said it, he said, but I'm willing to have the conversation, which I don't know, you know, at the end of the day, we look at how they vote and we won't know until whoever wins is, is in office, right? But like in the congressional district of New Mexico, Xochitl Torres Mall, she worked across the aisle with Will Hurd. She's a Democrat. He's a Republican and they right. work together on, on different initiatives. And so um, I agree. I think that's what we're ready for. I think we're all ready to be done with the divide and it is time yeah. to like heal and move forward. And so I wonder if his team was okay with him coming on today. I, I was pretty impressed by it, not gonna lie. Um, like I said, I didn't love the answers obviously because I would like it to be more progressive since I'm part of the uninsured, <laughs> but I am glad that at least he was willing to listen and have the conversation and not just be like, no, only privatize, you know? So I think that was hopeful. What did you guys think about the healthcare? Yeah. You know what? The healthcare system right there, you know, you know, ACA has helped a lot of people and, and, you know, I don't know how to see that because I'm not in that position. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I don't want to keep my kids. I'm 26. I don't want to help them out. And, and that happens. And then other people are like, well, I want to keep my kid until I'm 26. We don't know, you know, and if, like I, I told Pablo today, we had a, a very deep conversation. I can't be talking about anybody that their problems, I don't know. And, and as long as I know myself, I made sure that my family has what they need, no matter what. And those are things that I do for myself. And, and if I could do that for somebody else, I would love to. So if you're telling me that the ACA is going to help somebody else, I, the majority, yes. Now, there is no replacement. And that's the problem. There is no replacement for the ACA. Our, our Republicans party has said that there is a better one. Well, we haven't seen it. Trump promised one, what, was it six weeks ago? Right. He got COVID. We haven't seen one. <laughs> so, you know, it's like... It's like, an, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, uh, living in the projects during Christmas. Because you send that letter to, you know, living in the project where I grew up, because you send that letter to, to Santa Claus and you wake up every morning for 10 years and there's no Christmas gifts under the tree. And then your mom tells you it's because the cholo stole it. So it happens, it happens. And that's Not the cholos, I love the cholos. Shout out to all the cholos. Uh, cholos. Chola, uh, yeah, to my sister. She <laughs> hey, but, hey, Montelongo's gonna say that. He doesn't like the cholos, remember? <laughs> that's true. But that's that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to say. And it's, he's one man, he's one person. With a whole lot of power though, that seat, making a decision for 29 counties. 29 counties, and remember, it's gerrymandered though. Yeah. After and the census, and that you know, and 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 let's put that outside. Let's put politics right, right, right. first. Okay, let's put politics first. You know, he talks a lot in his in his website. He talks a lot about San Antonio. Yeah, we're not San Antonio. We're right. far from it. We are Socorro and part of Isleta and Tornillo and Fabes and Clint. And I told Pablo this. We've discussed it before. I want somebody from here. Right. I want somebody that says, I've lived here X amount of years. I want this or whatever it might be. And San Antonio, San Antonio, the real, the real Eagle Pass is Eagle Pass. God bless them all. I have friends in the real. I met Soros. 
Hey, that's not God's country. This is God's country, okay? <laughs> but that's exactly right. And, and Socorro will always be Socorro. I'm glad he reached out, but I want my guy or my girl, my congressman, that I will talk about you on this show when you get elected and what you better do for Socorro. But <laughs> hold them to the fire. <laughs> hold them to the fire. But we have, we, this is still a gerrymandering. I think he's doing what he can and what he, what I think if you get him face to face, but, and you hit on it, somebody is going to ask him to do something he doesn't want to do. And he's going to have to do it because there, he raised more than a million dollars, not by being a nice guy. Right. And, and I'm sorry. And, and Ms. Jones as well, not by just being Ms. Jones, did yeah. she get $3 million? Right. And those are things that we have to face and we have to know that this is going to happen. This is, this is something that, you know, he, he might be the great album. If, if there wasn't COVID, I would have invited to my house my, and my wife would have made enchiladas or we would have ordered enchiladas or something. Yeah. You know, but that's not our world right now. Right. Our world needs more consistency because we are in a pandemic. We forget about it. Sometimes when we're doing this show, well, we don't. Me and don't because we're, we're both uh, hung up on it. But he did. He's out there. He's out there. And But yeah. is it the safest thing for our Tornillo residents, our Clint residents? And I'm just bringing us back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Because we did get, we get the, we did get, wow, look at this guy. And, and the only reason I can see that they don't want him to come on shows that are unpredictable is because he's a genuine person. Yeah. But genuine people who raise a million dollars tend to pull some strings they might not want to pull because you exactly what I said. So, so if somebody's going to pull a string and ask for something, I'd rather be on the other side. Yeah, I give him a lot of credit, man. If I would have listened to the last podcast we did, I don't know that I'd be the first one to sign up and be like, I'm down to let y'all pass me face to face. Especially without questions being filtered, right? Yes. Let your staff send them over and all this. That, he, he didn't know. He didn't know what we were going to ask. <laughs> you know, and we, we confirmed with Miss Ms., uh, G- G- Gina Ortiz Jones uh-huh. for Friday morning. And you know what? It is what it is. People are, are don't they want to get their platform out to our twenty listeners? Our twenty listeners, dude. You never know because you know how we are in El Paso. All it takes is like un primo that heard this and that, and and everyone shares information. So it's not. It's like twenty frontline, but then they yeah. expand out. <laughs> we, we, me and Pablo, what do we say? Times three, Pablo. Yeah. Times three. <laughs> So, because la abuelita del tío, del tía, del, yeah. del sobrino de la vecina, le va a decir, mire, oiga esto, mire estos locos, están en el radio, viven allí, señora. And, 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 it, is, and it, it is what it is. And I do, and you know what? It takes a lot, it takes a different kind of beast to come out of here, uh, face you, Yulita, because they know. And I make, I, I was real f- uh, front with them, that's it. She worked in the Judy Canales campaign. She worked for Rick Trevino. She worked for Hillary. And you know what? He didn't care. Yeah, I appreciated that um, because I felt like, should I be a little easier? He's a guest. I also don't want to be like, listen, on July 20, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, because then you also don't get the real them. I think we were having an honest conversation. I honestly wanted to know what are you going to tell these voters with healthcare? He honestly said, you know, this is my answer. It's probably not what you want to hear. You know, he did a nice soft and it was pivot. Honest and, yeah, but it was honest. But yeah. our, our district will need to decide if they are happy with their insurance or they need something else. And that was what he touched on at the very end, because the whole time I was like, "Mm, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything. But at the end, he did say, I would expand services like that to help people. Okay, we can have that conversation. That's good. That's a step forward. But is our district going to wait? Yeah. And the reality is, honestly, these things take more than two years. Yes. You know, there's a whole lot that's got to go into this before he can even get to the vote. Um, So I also don't want people to be afraid thinking that shouldn't he win? That's it. My health care is cut. You still got to go through votes and channels and both sides and the package. And, you know, um, there's a lot more to it. But But, what? go ahead. You guys discuss. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but I wonder how how people feel um, putting their health on a risk between two candidates, which he's right though. I, I mentioned it in the last one. I, I'm not ever 100% sure where she stands. She, she doesn't stand on the right on healthcare, but you know, will she, how will she vote? So either way, I'm still curious on the healthcare issue. Then yeah. we'll talk to her about that on Friday. And that's, that's where, that's, that's kind of my thing with her was exactly, I, I do remember clearly like the campaign that she ran against her, you know, two years ago. And then it's just very different. You're like, uh, is this what, like, I, I want consistency. I want, I want to see somebody genuine. And that's kind of what I didn't, I don't know. It's just really hard. It's still mixed feelings right now. And I think like when you guys talk about the ACA, I think a lot of it is, I, I get, I would compare it to, the VA system to a certain degree because it's there, it's in place, which is good, but how good is the system itself? Because there's still flaws with it. And I think that goes with anything across the board. Is there still flaws with the VA system? Yeah, there is. And there still needs a lot of fixing. And, so and, 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 go ahead. so go ahead. I think with the ACA, I think it's the same thing. Is there flaws with it? Yeah, there still needs a lot of fixing with it. And I and I think, yeah, maybe the, 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 the way it was put on paper was good but the delivery maybe didn't come out as well and there's still there still has to be a lot of tweaks and I think that's where they still need to make a lot of tweaks and maybe he might end up jumping on board I don't know you know what this might actually be good but let's tweak this or you know what let's do away with that and who knows what what their plan is at the end of the day I mean just goes back to what you say even starting something small these uh community clinics is is at least a, a step in the right direction but yeah it takes a process you know, and let's see if he actually starts pushing it and you start seeing the paper come out, you know, or it's the ball's starting to roll on it is what I'm saying. So we'll just have to wait and see. And, and yeah, I get what you guys are saying. People don't want to wait here with their health, especially right now being in this pandemic. That's the last thing you want to do is be waiting for your health, you know. You know, and, and he has mentioned mental health a lot. He mentioned it at the, 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 at the debate. Um, you know, he, he's mentioned it several times in particular in relation to our veterans. Um, and so I think like to your point, Pablo, yeah, I think there will be room once, should he be elected if elected because he's such an advocate for mental health 
and, and within um, the realm of veterans, there'd have to be room for leeway in order to include all that. So I think that is a, a hopeful sign, you know, um, how he might stand on healthcare. All right. Well, that's a great thing we did today. I think that was, uh, I want to uh, thank Mr. Gonzalez. He reached out to our little tiny podcast and uh dude i got all kinds of friends in the 23rd the minute i post this they all gonna listen i mean like, and that's great <laughs> you know so um we're coming to the end of the show but before we leave paulo and i not you yulita because you don't live in our district right 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 that'd be cool if you did uh right. We're gonna we're gonna give our endorsements today because early voting is tomorrow. Oh, that's right. So we I downloaded it, but it only gives me for Socorro. It doesn't give me, and we have a ton of amendments. Jiminy Christmas! Let me <laughs> tell you, our our amendments are 19 pages long. Okay, so uh, we're gonna be in a while there. Uh, my wife will be running to her ballot race tomorrow and, and making sure she puts down her vote. Should be fun. So, Pablo. Check back in to hear your endorsements. It's right here. We're going to do it right now, right now. Oh, you're going live? Breaking going news? Live. Going live. <laughs> is, is dale, dale tomorrow. So, we got Ivy Avalos, Jesus S. Chuy Hernandez, Al Gutierrez and Jesus Alejandro Reis. Drum roll, please. El Valle Bajo podcast endorses Jesus Alejandro Reis, our mayor. former mayor. We are supporting our former mayor first because he came on the podcast. Uh, second, man, he's very intelligent. He knows how the MPO works. And if you like the, the, the things around like North Lube, Old Waco Tanks, those things don't come up only because the money showed up. Money doesn't show up. You have to go down to the MPO, to the meetings, and make allies, and they make sure to help you vote. Okay? If you want the paved roads, if you want uh, sidewalks, sidewalks the MPO is super important to the life of Socorro. And with all due respect, we, we love Mr. Al Gutierrez. He was great. Uh, he did, uh, we're gonna still um, have him on and talk about what he else wants to do. But, you know, Ivy Avalos um, only shows up when it's time to run for mayor. There, uh, she just talks about leadership um, sorry, we need more than that. She did not accept our invitation. Uh, Mr. Chewy Hernandez is part of the veterans group uh, that wants a strong mayor system, which takes out the city manager. Uh, no matter what you think of the city manager, we do need one. Uh, we do need money not being held by our elected officials. Uh, physically, uh, we need our checks and balances. And so for mayor, we are endorsing Jesus Alejandro Reese, punch 243. Yes, sir. 
I want, don't, don't, even though I'm a veteran, don't include me in that organization or in that group listeners, please. So I'm not, I'm, I'm actually, cause I've done my homework. We, we have done our homework and I honestly do not support them. Oh, there you go. You heard it from Pablo Barrera. Now our second race is Alderman of the City Socorro District at large. We have Ernest Gomez Jr., Ruben Reyes, Rene Rodriguez, and Jesus Montelongo. Mr. Ernest Gomez missed 55% of his meetings. Um, so he lived out of town while he was where he put in paperwork to represent the city. Um Never, uh, he was saved by Mr. Ralph Duran, not to be kicked out. Uh, Mr. Ruben Reyes, we did reach out to Mr. Ruben Reyes. He, we had uh, one conversation. Um, that was it. I bet, uh, he, I, I think he works a lot. Mr. Jesus Montelongo, we had a whole episode on him. So you Dude. can go back. Uh, that was our longest podcast ever. And if you want to write a book, listen to our podcast because it's made of magical dreams. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were in Disneyland there for a little bit. No, I had a hard, I had a hard time sleeping last night because <laughs> that scared me. I was like, are, surveillance? What, what, what do you mean surveillance? <laughs> what do you mean a private citizen has surveillance? Right. It is what it is. Uh, 16 cameras for a home. And Mr. Rene Rodriguez is our endorsement. Uh, at El Valle Bajo Podcast, we endorse Rene Rodriguez. Again, we go back to the MPO. We go back to having a lot of things that we didn't have before. And if you know who our mayor is, um, she hasn't done much. And they don't do much. And But the thing is that there are some things that mayors do, as Mr. Reese pointed out. And one of the things is the MPO. And the MPO, she was actually, he, she removed Mr. Rodriguez. We lost a lot of funding for streets and council put Mr. Rodriguez right back on the MPO because nobody liked her. Nobody wanted to vote for her and Socorro. So relationships are important on the MPO. Okay, that's what gives us money to do sidewalks and streets. So uh, Alderman City District 4, we have Guadalupe Mata, no response. Yvonne Colombia Lobos, no response. Jaime Huereca, okay. Jaime Huereca said that I asked him to get out of, out of council or get out of the race, I'm sorry. Yes. He said, okay, so he didn't say it. So, Back to Mr. Montelongo. The magic carpet ride, don't forget. The magic carpet ride, that Mr. Montelongo was on said that I emailed Mr. Wareka to drop out of the race so I could run. I, Alejandro Garcia. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Wareka, I don't live in District 4. I live in District 2. So that would make it very difficult. I did tell Pablo that I would go pitch a tent in District 4 in front of Campestre, but it takes a year of residency, so it's too early for me. So, uh, Enrique Cisneros, uh, he did also didn't reach back. Guadalupe Mata didn't either. What do you do, Pablo? We have uh, Guadalupe Mata, Colombia Lobos, Jaime Huereca, Enrique Cisneros. 
And we know that Colombia Lobos is running with Miss Avi Avalos. What do you do there? What do you think we should do? I think this one, unfortunately, honestly, in my opinion, I probably wouldn't endorse anyone because one, you got Ureca, Montelongo, and Chuy Hernandez together. So that's that's their little clan that they got going. And I'm not for them, you know, even being a veteran. Uh, Villalobos and Avalos, they've been together. Um, and again, I think probably Ms. Villalobos is going to be pulling the strings there with Ms. Avalos, just like Mr. Duran does with uh, our current mayor. So that's no. The other ones I haven't even really heard about much too. You know, we give them the opportunity to come on and it's like, I don't know, how, how do we endorse somebody we've never even spoken to them? You know, we haven't really heard anything about them other than what's just what we've researched about them. So. Okay, so yeah. sorry, we're not gonna endorse anybody for District 4. If there's anybody in District 4 that wanna come on and talk to us about changing our endorsement, that'd be great. Uh, we're not going to endorse anybody in District 4, but for at-large and Mayor of Socorro, we are endorsing Jesus Reese and Rene Rodriguez. Those two gentlemen did come on. Uh, Mr. Al Gutierrez also came on, but I think for the betterment of the city, the MPO is very important. If you don't know what the MPO is, the Metropolitan Planning Association Organization. Organization. Um, they give us the roads that they give us the money for, for uh, sidewalks, roads, and things we want to do. Um, money, you don't need all the money. You need 20% of the money ready and ready with, with uh, blueprints. And that's what Mr. Rodriguez and Mr. Reese have done for us in the past. I will, those are our, that's who we'll be voting for tomorrow. Um and I tell you this much, and, and, and to end the show, we'll end with this. Mr. Tony Gonzalez reached out to me because of a hashtag, Texas23, by Ms. Aguirre. Okay? Not knowing what we were, he probably listened to his show, but he didn't care. All he cared about was making sure he talked to three more people Okay, that's what I want you to remember right now. If you are running for office anywhere and you get to talk to three more people who potentially are voters, then you should do that. Anybody we send an email to? Because I know you're listening because somehow we have 20, 20 people subscribed, but we have over 300, uh, people list, 300 people listening. I promise you that much. Not everybody's playing it over and over again. Come on, reach out to us. We'll get you on, just like Mr. Gonzalez. Just like that. If you if you are in Socorro and you have some kind of discrepancy, we're going to bring it up because it's not hearsay. It's not, I, because I listened to, oh, but my friend said, well, no, get, bring us a, the paperwork and we'll do it with you. Well, uh, now we'll apologize on, on air. We'll apologize. We will. We we're ready to. Yep. And, and that's just that. if they have other facts that didn't that says otherwise, there's no shame in saying, hey, you know what, we were wrong. The facts that we had, that's what we were presented, that's how we saw it. Now, if you have more to say otherwise, well then then you're more than welcome to come on and, and tell us otherwise. No alternative facts, please. But 
we want to thank all of you for listening. We want to thank, especially ta- uh, thank Mr. Gonzalez. It's not easy. I mean, they told him, they asked him not to come on. But he did. It was a great conversation. We have Ms. Uh, Gina Ortiz-Jones on Friday. That will fr- that, That's an early morning interview. So we'll probably release it Friday uh, afternoon-ish. That's going to be another great interview. Um, it's going to be good, guys. We appreciate all of them. If your local candidates can't come on, but your state and U.S. candidates can come on, oh, that's selling you something. They don't want to be. They don't want to be interviewed by their local podcast. That's a good point. That's that's what I'm saying. For Pablo Barrera, for Yelita Aguirre, it's been great. We appreciate it. We'll see you Friday. Tomorrow's early voting. Be the first there. Vote for anybody. Just vote. We'll see you guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.